0: Welcome to Action Chapel International. We are one church in many locations worldwide. We are so excited that you took the time to join us today to feed on God's word and to enrich your spirit. We know that your life will never be the same. Now please join us for this powerful message.
1: With our hands lifted up everywhere. Heavenly Father, we've come from different works of life. We've come to you at such a time as this, the history of humanity. If we've ever needed you, your intervention, your help and protection, it is now than never. And so in the name of Jesus, let the word of the Lord proceed with Clarity of thought and precision of speech. Let every weight be lifted. Let spells be broken. Let veils be destroyed. Let yokes be destroyed. And now we disentangle and disengage our spirit, soul and body from every agenda and activity of the enemy. As we put our hands together, we disentangle ourselves. In the name of Jesus. Let your people be disentangled by the power of Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. It's good to be with you. Today, I want to address an issue that has been on my heart for a while now. A message entitled, Hear the Other Side. Listen to somebody and say, hear the other side, hear the other side. There's always the other side of anything we hear. And our inability to hear the other side is error and attracts shame and serious consequence. We begin our mess, our uh, topic with. Proverbs the 18th chapter and the 13th
2: verse. Proverbs the 18th chapter and the 13th verse. He that answereth a matter before he heareth it, it is folly and shame unto him. Means that when you hear anything about anyone
1: or any situation and immediately you form an opinion, draw a conclusion, pass a verdict or judgment, it's an error and it attracts Shame. It brings very serious consequence. And so before you draw conclusion from an opinion, past judgment, you must cultivate the attitude and go the extra mile to hear the other side, because there's always the other side of anything you hear. And it's very, very important that we do this, because it's against the law. Of God and divine protocol to form opinions and come to any conclusion pass judgment on anyone based on what you hear if you haven't taken time to verify the matter Genesis 18 the 20th to the 21st verse Genesis
2: and the Lord said because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great. And because their sin is very grievous I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it which is come unto me and if not I will know. And this is God almighty
1: who knows all things he declares the end from the beginning his name is Alpha and Omega when God made promise to Abraham and because he could not find anyone than him by whom he could swear, he swore by himself. He looked up to the heavens, and there was none above him. He combed the entire universe, walked the earth and the length and the breadth of the earth, and there was none greater than him. And therefore, he said, I swear by myself, Abraham, because there is none greater than I, I swear by myself. This is the God we are talking about. And when he heard the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah, he came down from eternity into time. He stepped down, left his throne in eternity, and came among men. And even though he knew the outcome and understood exactly what was going on, he said that it is not right even for me, God, the creator, to pass judgment on Sodom and Gomorrah, Without verifying, giving them opportunity to explain themselves, to clear themselves, I know what is it, I know what the situation is, but I still must give them the benefit of the doubt, so I'm coming down to verify, and if what has come to me is what it is, I will know what to do, and this is God almighty, this almighty God, the almighty, Almighty, the greatest of all, the source of all power and wisdom and whatever you can think of. He said, the silver is mine and the gold is mine, said the Lord, and the creator of the heavens and of the earth. It was he that came on the scene and said, Let there be light. And there was light and darkness was expelled. And spoke to the waters of the earth to gather themselves at one geographical location. And not to cross into the land. And it has been so. From the days of old to now. Omari God did not form an opinion. Or came to a conclusion. Or judge Sodom and Gomorrah. Until he came down to investigate. To verify whether what he has heard and what has come before him is so. Now, if God can go to that extent, what then makes you and I think that we have the right to form opinions of people, to judge people, to come to conclusions about people and situations without verifying, is an act and an attitude of pride and arrogance and ego. And there's a serious consequence that goes with that. So let us learn to verify, to give people the benefit of the doubt. And let us be careful and take heed That we don't form opinions Come to any conclusion Based on what we hear Of anyone Say amen So let's move
2: on to Romans The 14th chapter And the 4th verse Who art thou that judgest another man's servant To his own master He standeth or falleth Yea He he shall be holding up for God is able to make him stand. And this is very, very
1: serious here, especially when it comes to servants of God uh, and people under authority. Uh, you have to be very careful that you don't form opinion, come to conclusions, and pass judgments. on. I say, who, who, uh, who are you? Who, who are down? Who are down to judge another man's servant? Uh, Whether he stands or falls, he stands and falls to his Lord And he said his Lord is able to uphold him And God is able to make him stand Somebody says stand, stand, stand! God is able to make him stand uh, No matter what the situation is, God can cause his own to stand But he said who are you to bring judgment against another man's servant? So we have to be very careful on how we pass judgment on people, uh, irrespective of what we hear uh, or what anybody says about them. We have to be very careful. I was telling the first service that uh, a few days ago, I dealt with two people, different people, and they all said the same thing about me. And and I was amazed. I was laughing in my head. And I said, you know, uh, some years ago, I would have reacted heavily and and confronted them. Uh, One of them said, you know, Papa, I like you very much. You have a very good heart. People, everybody says you have a good heart, but you are controversial. And, and I almost said, and I listened, I didn't say anything. And before, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have allowed him to land. Immediately, he said controversial. I said, what did you say? You said I'm what? How did you form that opinion? How did you come to that conclusion? What makes me controversial? Is it my audacity? Oh, I would have given it to him big time. Then the same day, another guy came, very very nice guy, very good human being. He can't hurt a fly, but he helped me by saying that, "Oh, Baba, you you have a good heart, oh, you know, even though people think you are controversial." The same thing, and I was so surprised at myself that I, I didn't question, him. I didn't say anything, I just listened, and after I prayed for him, and when he left, I said to myself, "You've done very well." Hey, before it would have been fireworks. Oh, before, I would call him to order and say, what did you say? Explain yourself. Controversial. What does that mean? How did you come to that conclusion? From that opinion about me. Explain yourself. But I've just come to the point in life that, you know what? Some things don't matter anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, When you come... To a place in your walk with God. And you understand that you are who you are by grace. By the grace of God. And you are who God says you are. Not man's opinion of you. You just come to a place where you don't explain yourself. Because it is believed that when you are explaining, then you are losing. And I just let it go. And I said, well, that is their opinion of me. It's their cup of tea. I'm not going to worry my head and have headaches about it. I'll just leave it alone. Oh, but before I wouldn't have left it alone, cry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would have just gone after them. Explain yourself. How dare you? <laughs> Amen. All right, let's move on. Isaiah chapter eleven,
2: verse three b. Isaiah 3 b. And he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes neither reprove after the hearing of his ears this is Jesus this
1: is the beginning and the end the Bible said he will not judge by the seeing of his eyes nor reproved by the hearing of his ears he doesn't jump to conclusion he does not react he takes his time to verify When you don't verify a matter, you react. But when you verify, you act. And to react and to act is two different things. And there's too much reaction in town and among us. All because we fail to verify a matter. And especially if you are one that has authority, or you are in the position of authority or power, or have access to power, you have to be very careful of what you do with the things you hear. You must be careful that you don't become a talebearer, And you don't become one that carries things around. Especially you don't become one that takes things to the highest powers in the land. Have you heard? They said, I care, I care. Speculation. You have to be very careful because there are consequences for that kind of attitude. God is not like that. And we are supposed to imitate God, our Heavenly Father. And so it's very critical that we learn the principles and the protocols of God and of life, not to come to conclusion, form opinions about people and judge people, define people based on what we hear or what others say they are. It's always important to verify before we come to conclusions. Say amen. All right. I, I think we should read Proverbs 18.13 again. It uh, came back to me. Proverbs 18.13
2: again. He that answereth a matter before he heareth it, uh-huh. it is folly and shame unto him.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. If you, if you don't
2: verify a matter
1: and immediately you come to a conclusion. I remember years ago there was a gentleman in this house who uh, was doing very, very well in his business and uh, somebody went and lied about him. and He was investigated by the then government, and the case was heavy in this country. It was a very serious one. It was very successful, and they brought all kinds of charges against him and implicated him. And after a while, I decided to go see the then president. So I went up to see the president, and I was then a bishop, and he said, Bishop, let me be very honest with you. According to what we've been told by our security forces and the investigations and everything, it's a very bad case. And I think you should disassociate yourself from him. And I said, no, I can't. He's a member of my church. I know him very well. I know the wife. And I know that somebody is implicating and killing an innocent man. And I'm not going to stand by to let them destroy this man. And and, and I'm willing to put my reputation on the line. And they threatened me, brought me newspapers. And I had to confront one guy. And I said, why are you writing all these things about me? He said, because I've been given the mandate by somebody in power, and he told me who it was. It was a then chief of staff of a particular government that I should go after the the bishop and let him stand down. And I said, no, 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 you have already, you you have rather empowered me. You brought the lion out of me. I will roar. I will not hold my peace till this innocent man is discharged and released. This is wrong, and I will stand for it. And the president called the vice president and the then attorney general and said, listen, I think we need to hear the other side of what the bishop is saying. And from there, I went to Syrus for them, met the people there. And I told them that I know you are doing your job, but I I need to warn you. The Bible is very clear that we should not bear false witness against our neighbor. And I said, I believe that this is a false witness. You are destroying an innocent man. This man is innocent. And there were all kinds of misrepresentation. And people were saying all kinds of things about me because of the stand I took. Why is he putting his reputation online? He's not a member of your family. He's just a member of your church. And he was new also in the church. But I knew the man was innocent. After seven years in court, the prosecutor came out and confessed before the judge And the whole court that he was instructed to implicate the guy. And that the information and the evidence he brought against him was false after seven years in court. And I was vindicated after seven years. For the stand I took. But before then, it was like, what is wrong with you? And sometimes in society, people know that people are innocent. But because of their personal reputation and what people will say about them, misrepresentations and everything, they rather will allow... I need no man and woman to be destroyed, to be killed, to die, to protect their reputation. Because of the fear of losing their reputation and their good name. And I know people like that over the years. Who will protect their good name and stand by and see a good man and a good woman destroyed. Because they want to protect their good name. Ladies and gentlemen, God requires of you and I to act like him. To do like him is very important, Bishop. This is a very important call. Please explain that. I'm in a service. You know. Yeah. So it's important that we don't judge, and so that we are not judged. It's very very important. And he said, "Who are you to judge another man's servant? For he will uphold him and." God will make him stand, Uh, especially when it comes to uh, servants of God. The Bible says, touch not my anointed uh, and do my prophets. Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't question uh, the errors of men of God or prophets or servants of God. I'm not saying we shouldn't question their error, but uh, be careful how you handle it. Uh, Don't let people provoke you and don't act from opinions of them and destroy and fight and go against people just because of what you are hearing because sometimes there are people who are very very good in framing people up and and implicating people and it has happened to me several times where i hear things i heard something yesterday and i have to verify it this morning and it, it's so bad but i still have to give this individual the benefit of the doubt to hear him today i'm going to listen and i'm going to tell him this is what i've heard tell me your side of the story It was like when God went into the Garden of Eden and he said, uh, he said, where are you? Where are you? Adam! Adam! Where are you? That, to me, shows who God is because he's all-knowing. He knew exactly the geographical location or the spot where Adam was in the garden. And yet, he gave him the benefit of the doubt when he said, where are you? Means, tell me. And show me your position. Where are you where you are? Explain yourself. What has happened to you? What's going on with you? And he said, I heard your voice. I was afraid. Because I was naked. And God said, who told you that that was naked? You've always been naked. What has happened to you? Explain yourself. Talk to me. That is God. Even though he knew what had happened. His position. And... He stayed in everything, he gave him the benefit of the doubt Say, Adam, I still need you to talk to me. We have to be very careful because sometimes our loyalists, our loved ones and people around us can set us up to destroy us. They can set us up to provoke, to vex us, to take decisions in life and sometimes the consequence of those decisions are no joke. It can follow you, your children and your children's children the way you treat others. And especially how you treat other people's children it's a very serious thing so we should be careful and take heed to how we handle issues concerning others let's go on to Matthew
2: 7 one to five Matthew seven one to five judge not and you shall not be, and you sh- and ye be not judged you see it's a command
1: uh, it's not this thing is not a suggestion Jesus is the one speaking here Jesus is the one speaking he didn't Say let's negotiate this Let's talk about it It's a command Don't judge It's simple as that But have you heard Still don't judge Why? Because you are not God Why? Because you don't have the mandate Why? Because you are not authorized You don't have the right To judge anyone Judge not Why? Because Psalm 130 verse 3 If the Lord shall count iniquity Who shall stand? Yeah, nobody will stand. It means that everyone is guilty of something. So how dare you be a judge over anyone? And Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the alpha and omega. I am the beginning and the end. And I am giving you a command that let no man and let no woman judge anyone. Judge not. And you shall not be judged. What does it mean? That at any time you judge others, you open yourself up to be judged. So if you don't want to be judged or don't want to be condemned, don't judge others, don't condemn others. Go ahead. For with what judgment you judge, you shall be judged. As soon as you pass a judgment, you are guilty to that same judgment. You become a victim and subject to the judgment
2: you pass over others. Go ahead. And with what measure you make It shall be measured to you again mm-hmm. And why shouldest thou Why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye But considerest not the beam that is in thine own eye Or how wilt thou say to thy brother Let me pull out the mote out of thine eye And behold a beam is in thine own eye hypocrite. Thou hypocrite First cast out the beam out of thine own eye and thou shalt see clearly to cast out the moat out of thy brother's eye. It's amazing how the very
1: thing we criticize people of and, and we judge people of are the very things we are guilty of. And, and it's very, very interesting that sometimes things that angers you, puts you off about people are things that you yourself are a victim of. And you are guilty of. And sometimes the things in others we don't like. Reminds us. Of the things in us we don't like. So we react to the very things in us we see in others. And it's a very interesting thing. Romans 8 and 34. Who is he that condemneth? Who? He said, look at, follow this scripture. It's very interesting. He said, God is asking a question. That I am the creator. I am the creator of the heavens And yet I form man in my own image After my own likeness And he said who 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 is he That has the right or the mandate The audacity or the power Or the authority to condemn Look at what he says Go ahead It is Christ that died You see he said it is Christ that died Jesus died and he rose. He's the only one that went to the grave. And laid in the grave for three days and three nights. And came back alive. And he ever lives to make intercession. Ever lives to make intercession. Not ever lives to condemn. Or to remind us of our sins and iniquity. But ever lives to make intercession. He is the one that have all the rights to condemn. And yet he does not condemn.
2: Right. It is Christ that died Yea rather That is reason again Who is even at the right hand of God Who also maketh intercession for us I preach a message entitled
1: You are an intercessor or an accuser You can't be both You are either an intercessor Or you are an accuser And that is what it is And it is what it is Are you an accuser Of the brethren Or you are an intercessor. Are you one that sits in judgment over everybody? Find faults with everybody. Criticize everybody. There are people like that. They criticize the church. They criticize the pastor. They criticize the members
2: of the church. They criticize everything but themselves. Look at John 8 and 7. So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, Let him first cast a stone at her. A very interesting
1: uh, situation here. A woman was caught in adultery. And the man said she was caught in the very act. But it took two to commit that act. There's a man and a woman. But they let the man go and brought the woman. And that is how religion is. Religion has always been unfair to women. And brought this woman to Jesus and said, according to the law, the law commands that she must be stoned to death. And Jesus said, okay, that's good. That's good. But he, among you, that is without sin. That is not guilty of the same sin or any other sin. Let them cast the first stone And everyone laid down their stones And they walked away and left the woman alone And what amazed me About this particular event in scripture Is this That these people were guilty Of that same situation Guilty of something And yet they had the audacity To go after another human being Not just to criticize the person But to kill can you imagine that, how we are bold to attack others, and some of the things that I used to hear some time ago in this country, kind of, oh it's a very bad, it's very very bad, it's a very very bad situation, it's very bad, don't get close to this, Papa. It's, it's bad, it's bad, it's very very bad. And sometimes you look at the people who are saying it's very bad And you look at their life and they are worse Than the people they are criticizing and judging How can you go out of your way to stone a woman? To kill somebody When you yourself are guilty of the same thing Or something, you are guilty And yet You are bold criticizing, being critical of someone, sitting in judgment of others when you are guilty of something and yet you have the audacity to justify your decision, justify your action, believe that you are right to pass judgment over others to sit in judgment over others to form opinions of others as you please for what reason? Who are you? What gave you the audacity? Let's go on.
2: John chapter 10. John chapter 8, verse 10 and 11. When Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? She said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee, Go and sin no more. As soon as Jesus said, He that is without sin among you, let him
1: cast the first stone, they all realized that they were all guilty. So they walked away. But for that word of knowledge, they would have killed the woman. The man would have lived. Yet, every one of them was guilty of something. And they would have added blood to their hands and to their entire generation because they killed somebody. I'm not saying she wasn't innocent. But what I'm saying is, it took two to commit the act. Why then do you bring one and was willing to kill her, pass judgment on her, and let the other one go? That is what religion is all about. Religion is not a fair thing. A very bad thing. Hallelujah. Let's look at Deuteronomy 13, 12 to 15. Deuteronomy 13,
2: 12 to 15. If thou shalt hear say in one of thy cities, if you shall we, hear a saying in one of your cities, go ahead. Which the Lord thy God hath given thee to dwell therein, say, certain men, the children of Belial, are gone out from among you and have withdrawn the inhabitants of their city, saying, Let us go and serve other gods which ye have not known. Then shalt thou inquire and make search and ask diligently. And behold, if it be truth and the thing certain that such abomination is wrought among you, thou shalt surely smite the inhabitants of that city with the edge of the sword, destroying it utterly and all that is therein and the cattle thereof with the edge of the sword. So he said before you form a conclusion, before you pass judgment,
1: when you hear such matter about anyone from among you that has gone out and committed an abomination, he said the first thing you must do is to verify. And if you verify and it's all together what it is, then you have the right to address the issue and to punish such a one but you don't have the right to pass judgement punish anyone by hearsay if you haven't taken time to verify the matter let's go ahead Job 29
2: 16 I was a father to the poor Mm -hmm. at the cause which I knew not I searched out he said what I didn't know and understand
1: I verified I did not form an opinion or come to a conclusion, or sat in judgement over anyone Anything I did not understand, or anything I heard of I always went out of my way to verify You know I was telling them in the first service that I used to do marriage counselling a lot, years ago But at a point I stopped I, I, I didn't have the grace anymore for it Because sometimes you talk to a wife And by the time she's through Telling you her side of the matter you would think the husband is a chameleon. And by the time you hear from the husband, you would think the wife is a snake. And when you meet the two of them, and you hear from both sides, you would think they are dragons. And I just said to myself, you know what, Bishop Obodai seems to have the grace and the temperament to listen to these things, but I don't think I have the grace anymore. It's the same thing with my grandchildren. They come to me, and after a while, I'm tired. And my anointing is lifted, and my grace lifts. And I want them to go home. Because they ask too many questions. Grandpa, what happened to your fingers? Grandpa, why is your face like this? Why is your nose? And I look at them and say, these questions you are asking me, how do I answer the size of my nose? I didn't put it there. I was born with it. How how do I answer that? And they want Grandpa, you are not answering the question. Mm. So after a while, I just called their mother and father, come and take your children away. And I said, okay, children, time is over. I have another meeting. Amen. I'm tired. The questions are too much. Sometimes I dodge them. (laughs) But I I said, hi, love you. Bye. Hallelujah. I know you have grace me. I don't. And and mothers do. You should see their mothers. Their mothers just love spending time with them for hours and days and weeks and years. And they are fine. They have grace for it. My grace after some time lifts. My anointing departs. The anointing leaves me. I'm not a nice person. So before I start spanking and threatening, I just say, okay, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Have a nice day, kids. Love you. Then I take off. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, so what you don't understand, you verify. You don't form opinions, come to conclusions, and start judging people. I used to do that a lot when I was a young preacher. I reacted about so many things, but God does not react. God acts. And the reason why he acts is because he takes time to verify and give people the benefit of the doubt to hear the other side before he comes to conclusion, and the reason why we have too many problems in our society and people use power to cause and destroy others for nothing is because we don't take time to verify, we don't give people the benefit of the doubt, we don't take time to hear the other side. We are in haste. To receive, hey, hey, is that so? Is that what they did? Uh, uh, we have to do something. I mean, they pick up a call. Uh, 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 So so and so and so uh, You have to go after them Uh, uh, Close your bank account And and seize this and do this And immediately you use power wrongly And if you're a leader And you are the kind that don't verify Before you take decision, your, Your loyal people around you knows who you are And they will always deploy your power And your services to hurt others But you will pay for the cost Of that decision You can They will go free, but you will not go free because you have abused and misused power in your office. Deuteronomy chapter 19, verse 16
2: to 19. Deuteronomy 19, 16 to 19. If a false witness rise up against any man to testify against him that which is wrong, then both the men between whom the controversy is shall stand before the law, before the priests and the judges, which shall be in those days. And the judge shall make diligent inquisition. And behold, if the witness be a false witness, and hath testified falsely against his brother, then shall ye do unto him as he had thought to have done unto his brother. So shall thou put the evil away from among you. You know, I remember when
1: we were young, in those days, <clears throat> was a time President Kwame Nkrumah. one afternoon, came on air and talked about, I, I care, I care, you see, you see, that the speculation is too much. Today they say this, tomorrow they say this, the speculations were too much. And to him, it was a total distraction. It wasn't allowing him to do his job. And a law was made in those days that if you bring a charge or an accusation against somebody, and if it is verified, investigated, and you are you are wrong, you must be judged. You must be punished for that. And I think we need that kind of situation in this country. Because the speculations and the lies people spread about others in this society, it's unbelievable. And people can so implicate. And people believe it. I mean, if you look at what's going on in America, you know how people can believe a lie and, and be willing to die for a lie and will not take time to verify. And, and some become even prejudiced that even after the matter has been verified, investigated, they will still not change their stand. They are just standing where they are standing. What is wrong with you? Who do you think you are? You know, when my kids were growing, I remember sometime I would spank them. I travel and I come back and I'm told, this one I've done this and this one I've done that. And I will spank them, punish them, take sanctions against them. And then later on, I find out that what I was told was not true. But I punished them already. And I have to learn to apologize and say, you know what, I'm sorry, I apologize. Will you forgive me? And then I learned to say to them that I have never been a father before. This is my first time of being a father, so please bear with me, work with me. And some of them used to tell me that, as for you, every time, you have never been a father before. You are saying that to get away, but you are still punishing us, you know. So you have to be very, very careful if you're a parent, a father and a mother, and and, and you discipline your kids or you hear something about them, you must verify. And if you don't verify, you take a wrong decision. You must be humble enough to apologize. And it must be applied to leaders of countries, nations, institutions, CEOs, bishops, pastors, prophets, and it doesn't matter who you are, when you find out that you form an opinion about somebody, you took a decision about somebody, and later on that you were wrong, you should be humble enough to apologize. It's a good place to clap your hands. You know, I've come to the conclusion that there are certain messages when you preach it, uh, people won't clap for you. You know, but it doesn't matter. You know, I've come to a place where it doesn't really matter whether you like what I preach or not. As long as I believe is the word that the Holy Spirit has given to me, I will, I will push it through your throat. <laughs> okay. So what he's saying here is, when people bring charges and accusation or bear false witness against people is because they have a motive they have a motive they have a reason for doing that they want a particular thing or evil to happen to an individual and the bible is saying that when the matter is verified, investigated and truth stands out that what was said is wrong the very intention, motive And whatever it was That the individual that brought the charge Against that person That very thing Should be applied to that person Subject that person To the very punishment The person wanted to come on that individual It's a very serious thing It's a very serious thing Let anyone Implicating anyone here In the name of Jesus Be found out let the agenda they have boomerang in the name of Jesus. I said, let it boomer. Put your hands together and say boomerang. Yeah, just put your hands together and use the word boomerang, boomerang, boomerang. Yeah. You know, I've had thank you. I've had all kinds of people who have told me their impression and opinion they had about me after many years. <clears throat> And one of the reasons why these things don't bother me anymore is because I've come to the conclusion that it's your loss. It's your loss. There are some people who may never come to this church, not because I've done anything to them or this church has offended them, but they've made a conclusion from an opinion based on things they've heard. I went to a bank some time ago and there was this lady, she was very nice at the counter, helped me out, and I invited her to church. And she said, hey, no, 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 Archbishop, me me, I don't come to your church, so, mm-mm, mm-mm. and I said, why? She said, hey, your church, they said your church is for rich people, oh. your church is all these rich, 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 rich people, I don't have money to buy the kinds of dress that your rich people dress, and I said, no, 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 it's not true. We have poor people, we have rich people, we have great people, we have small people, we have all kinds. Hey, is it true? I said, try, try this Sunday. Come, can I just wear what? And I say, yeah, 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 yeah. You can even come with your uniform like this, come. <clears throat> so she came. And she's still in the church now. She came, she's still here. She would have never come to this church if I didn't have the opportunity to change her thinking. And say, no, 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 it's not what you are thinking. It's not so. You can come and see things for yourself. But that is how people can miss it in life. And she's she joined this church, she's experienced a lot of deliverances and divine escape from premature death, accidents, so many things. And, and But for her coming, only God knows what would have happened to her by now. And there are people who need to be saved, needs to be born again. And sometimes it's believers who have destroyed their salvation. Yeah. Based on things we say about our own church and our leaders when we are hurt, when we are offended, we don't care what we say and the implications of it. Just to justify our hurt, justify our pain. Sometimes even men of God, the things they say about their own leaders and their own church when they are hurt, when they are offended, you have to be careful. There's a consequence. There's nothing we do wrong or right without consequence. See, I hear you. Deuteronomy 1.17. Deuteronomy
2: 1.17. You shall not respect persons in judgment, uh-huh. but you shall hear the small as well as the great. Uh-huh. You shall not be afraid of the face of man. Yeah. For the judgment is God's, and the cause that is too hard for you, bring it unto me, and I will hear it. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: That's why every now and then I pray. I have a prayer, I pray. Sometimes when I'm dealing with very hard situations and, uh, and I know I'm being heavily misrepresented in circles that sometimes when you explain yourself, they won't even believe you because they, they are prejudiced. And sometimes when people uh, feel they are very powerful or they have deep pockets or they are very connected, they think they can do anything with what they hear and get away with it. Uh, at that point, I stand in prayer and I'll lift up my eyes and look up and I'll say, oh thou that hearest and answers prayer, thou judge of all the earth, would thou not do right? I appeal to you on this matter, intervene and let men know their limitations. Let them know that they are just men and not God That the grass withered and the flower faded And that is how man is But thou, Lord, are from everlasting to everlasting I need you to act now and quickly Thou just God and judge of all the earth I need you And I've seen God act on my behalf several times It's amazing. I was dealing with some very, very powerful man of some country and nation. He was the head of that country, very powerful friend of mine. And there was a situation where he was misled. And I was trying to explain things and he won't listen. He won't listen. Then they went for election and he lost the election. And he shouldn't have lost the election. And when that happened, he called me. And he said, you know, Papa, I'm very very sorry about what happened Uh, Please forgive me He said uh, I've done some due diligence And I realized that I was misled And you won't believe who misled him Sometimes it's our loved ones And our very loyalists The people around us Who sacrifice for us They can mislead you Sometimes your husband, your wife, your children Like Potiphar was misled by the wives To put Joseph in prison Joseph was innocent but he was framed and implicated by Potiphar's wife and she was able to move the husband, five-star general, to use his offices to imprison an innocent man. Please don't do that. Please don't do that. You never have a place in history and history will never treat you fairly when you use your office and your position and your access and influence and power and wealth and money. To hurt innocent people, you will not go unpunished. Put your hands together and give God praise. John chapter seven,
2: verse forty-five to fifty-one. Then came the officers to the chief priests and Pharisees, and they said unto them, Why have ye not brought him? The officers answered, Never man speak like this man. Then answered them the Pharisees, Are ye also deceived? Have any of the rulers or the Pharisees believed on him? But those people who knoweth not the law are cursed. Nicodemus saith unto them, he that came to Jesus by night being one of them, doth our Lord judge any man before it hear him uh-huh. and know what he doeth? You see, this is a very serious situation. I've been here a few times
1: before. And sometimes when you stand up for the poor, the innocent, you are misunderstood. You are wrongly judged. And people form all kinds of opinion about you. Oh, have they bought you? Have you also become one of them? And what, 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 what did they give you? What did they give you to eat? They, they believe that you've been bought, you've been compromised for one reason or the other. That you shouldn't stand up for the innocent. That you are putting too much on the line. So you should, you should just allow them to kill and destroy an innocent person. There are a lot of people in prison who shouldn't be in prison. They are there because they've been implicated. And there are people who know they are innocent, but they are worried about their reputation and they are not willing to put their reputation on the line, and go the extra mile to free an innocent person, there will come a time in the generation of some of your children, when they will be implicated, and they will be in trouble, and there will be none to stand for them, because when you have the opportunity to do good to another man's child, you didn't, because of your reputation. Please stand on your feet. I want us to pray three things. Number one, I want us to pray and say, Heavenly Father, forgive me. Forgive me where I have erred. Forgive me for being critical. Forgive me for sitting in judgment over others. Forgive me. Performing opinions, conclusions about people and others based on what I heard, what I was told. We are all guilty of this because anytime we are hurt and offended, we want to justify our pain and offense. And we don't care what we say and how we hurt and destroy others and the reputation of others just to prove a point. You have no right to prove anything. You have no right For let him that thinketh his time Take heed, lest he fall Let him Who thinks he's right And have it together Take heed, lest he fall I want you to pray that simple prayer that Father, forgive me Where well, I've erred. By how I treated others How I responded Reacted to people Based on what I heard about them the opinions are form of our people. Yeah. We can be wrong. And admit that you are wrong. And ask God for forgiveness. And say Lord. Don't lay the charge. To my account. Or to the account of my children. Or my grandchildren. Or any seed of mine. In their generation. Let it not be laid to my charge and account. Let the blood of Jesus bear the cause. Let the blood of Jesus speak. And intervene. Pray and ask God. Because we are all guilty, we are all guilty of the conclusion we form about others, the things we hear, the things we see, and the things we say about others. We can be wrong, and most times we are wrong, but the enemy can set us up to sin, he can set us up to err. Number two, pray and ask God to give us the grace, to give us the grace. To always go the extra mile like he does. To verify a matter before we form opinions, make conclusions, or pass judgment. And we don't even have the right after we have searched the matter. And after we've taken the pain gone the extra mile to verify we still don't have the right to judge anybody we have to learn to leave things to god i was telling somebody yesterday i said when i'm calm is because i've left the matter to the hands of god i've taken my hands off and when i say lord or father this matter is in your hands i resign it to your hands I look to you, Lord. I look to you, Lord. I look to you for my vindication. I look to you, Lord. I look to you for my compensation. I look to you, Lord. It's a very serious thing. This is my 44th year. I began preaching at the age of 18 and I've seen the vindications of God. I've seen seen the vindications of God. Sometimes I look at the situation over and over again and I say, Lord, this is a harassment. This is a harassment And I'm resigning this matter to you I'm not touching it It's a very very serious thing When you pray those kind of prayers God just come quickly Will you lift up your hands and pray That from today You will follow God's protocol That you will not be one that sits in judgment over people that you will not be one that reacts or come to any conclusions Based on things you hear or see Open your mouth, pray that prayer Help me, not to form opinions of people Conclusions Sit in judgment over anybody But to do all men All men and all women rights I don't want to be an instrument In the hands of the enemy. To hurt anybody. To destroy anybody. But I want to be an instrument for good and not for evil. I hear so many things. And I refuse to make conclusions. I heard something the other day. And somebody said, Papa, what do you think? And I said, nothing. What do you think? Nothing. I have no opinion on the matter. Why? Because I have not verified. So I have no opinion. I have nothing to say on the matter till I verify. And after verifying, it's in God's hands. I am no man's judge. For he is the judge of all the earth. He is our judge and our lawgiver. Now, there's a prayer we must pray. This pandemic, this coronavirus, is spreading all over the world. And I want us to pray. First thing, they'll put a number on the screen. If ever you are infected, first thing you must do, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Number two, don't be confused. Don't be afraid because it doesn't have the mandate to kill you. It's an angel of death. You are covered by the blood of the Lamb. You are redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. You will not die. It will not kill you. So first thing you do, call the numbers and tell them, play with me, pray with me, pray with me. And it will come to all the bishops and every one of us and we will pray with you. We've dealt with so many cases. There are many standing here who had it and they are alive. They didn't die. They've come through. And I'm still dealing with cases right now home and abroad of people who have been infected and they have come through and they are coming through. You will come through even if you get infected. You don't die. So first thing, don't be afraid. Number two, call for prayer. Three, don't be confused. Somebody said to me the other day, he said, Papa, I, I, I have been very careful. I don't go out. I'm sitting in my house and I get the virus. Yeah, that's what he said. He said, I've been very careful. I don't go anywhere. I'm sitting in my house minding my own business and I got a virus. And I said, it doesn't matter whether you are in the sky, or in a hole, or in the moon. And you got it, you will not die. Temple. And he's cleared. He tested again, after much prayer, and take, following all the necessary protocol of the things they are taking. Some people are using ginger, uh, l- lemon, uh, with uh, honey. Uh, some are using onions. Different things, whatever it is, use it. And some are using a lot of heavy dose of vitamin C and D and zinc. And uh, there's another uh, thing they are using, citroma or something, whatever. Use whatever you have to use, but you will not die. I'm just telling you, you'll come through. And One of the things we must also do is to eat wisely Eat wisely Eat a lot of protein Build up your immune systems Eh? Uh, Come to the clinic and do the IVs And boost up your immune system Don't just let yourself go And don't be eating too much of carbs and carbs And sugar and sugar And then exercise, walk, sweat Build up your body Don't let yourself go Because even if it gets into you And you have strong immune system It can't take you down And even if you don't have strong immune system, I prophesy it will not take you down in the name of Jesus. But build strong immune system. You heard what I said? I said it won't take you down, but still build strong immune system. That means take care of yourself. Amen? I want to pray a prophetic prayer right now. We want to prohibit the spread of the virus. We want to command the virus. In the name of Jesus. Not to proceed any further. We block it within our dwellings and our walls. Our borders. Our going out. Our coming in. Home and abroad. Open your mouth somebody. Attack the spread of the virus. Bind the, the spread of the virus. Prohibit the spread of the virus. In the name of Jesus. Somebody. Open your mouth. Put your hands together. Stamp your feet. Make declaration make proclamation coronavirus you will not proceed any further i bind you in the name of jesus i bind your spread angel of death pass over ghana pass over africa pass over the nations come on somebody say something i can't hear you i can't hear i'm not feeling your prayers i'm not feeling your prayers Jesus Jesus Lord Jesus We stand in the gap We prohibit the spread of the virus In Ghana Our nation Our community The borders of Ghana Across the nations of Africa Togo, Benin, Nigeria In the name of Jesus, Burkina La Côte d'Ivoire Rwanda Uganda Tanzania, in the name of Jesus, Dar es Salaam, Kenya, Congo, Egypt, from Cairo to Cape Town, South Africa, all across Africa, Europe, Asia, North America, Central America, in the name of Jesus, South America, Latin America, we pray intercede for the nation, Indonesia, let the curse be lifted over the nations in the name of Jesus, now. Now, there's two more things we have to deal with quickly. Let's block any form of accidents in the womb of 2021. Accidents in the air, accidents on land, accidents on water in the womb of 2021. From now to the end of 2021, any accidents any strange happening and disasters program in the womb of 2020 from now to December 31st in the womb of 2020 in the air on land and on water let it be intercepted let it be averted in the name of Jesus open your mouth put your hands together pray that prayer somebody we intercept it we intercept domestic accidents Accidents and strange happenings in the air, on land, on water. Maruwa ha hey kilaku saman, bivai to kalahan, devay akanda lasu, imandulai takahan, to kalais, iman sitan kabalahan Lukatan. hey to kadahasa amalaguduli mikita now. Our fast continues tomorrow, a 21 days fast If for whatever reason you can't fast, you're on medication or for whatever reason, you have ulcer or anything So you can't fast, still attend the prayer meetings It's, it, it, it's mandatory, it's important, it's critical That you join the prayer meetings Now, I want to make a declaration, say proclamations Say proclamations It's one of the most powerful things in the Bible Say I will not die prematurely But live and declare The works of God In the land of the living Say I will no more Be disadvantaged In life Say I will not be implicated Say no loved one of mine Will be implicated Home or abroad Say in the name of Jesus I vanquish All domestic And external enemies Let them be vanquished As I put my hands together right now. All domestic and external enemies. Vanquish. Vanquish. In the name of Jesus. Vanquish. All external and domestic enemies. By the power of Jesus name. Be vanquished. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Next thing. We want to make a proclamation. That no father or mother will bury their children this year. From now to the end of this year that no father and mother in this house that concerns this house home or abroad will bury a child that our wives will be widows and our children will not be fatherless make that declaration right now as you put your hands make a declaration before heaven and earth that no father among us no mother of a loved one of anyone that concerns us home or abroad whatever they are, that there will not be any loss of any life that concerns us, home or abroad. That no father or mother will bury a child and that our wives will not be widowed and our children will not be fatherless. In the name of Jesus, sayanda kabaha. Now, quickly, my time is up. I have six minutes. My time is up. Look at me. There are people out there who wish us ill, out of hatred, jealousy, envy. They want something bad to happen to us. They want something bad to happen to your children, to your loved ones. There are people who want something bad to happen to our country, to our nation. Evil imagination, it's all over the place. There are People who just hate you, they don't like you because of the way you look. Some of you, even if you were Eh? And you come out They will say that this one Is from uh, Haros It's the way God has made you You provoke And you make enemies Just for being who you are Let anyone Who has an ill will And an evil expectation Of us Concerning 2021 That they want us to cry Put my scripture there and my enemy says when will he die quickly when will he die and his name cut off I think it's Psalm 42 or 41 take it from me Bishop quickly 41 that is it verse 5 yeah anyone that is wishing you hurt ill and have an evil expectation for something bad to happen to us this year. Whoever they are, whatever power they will, in the name above every other name, let it turn on them. Let it boomerang. Let it be over ten. Open your mouth. Stamp your feet. Make a decree. Proclaim it boomerangs. Boomerang. Boomerang. Those who wish us ill. Those who have evil expectation of us of our sons and of our daughters of our nation of this house of our businesses and investors and wishes ill to come on us let it boom around let it be over 10 overturn it overturn it overturn it over 10, over 10 over 10 over 10 boom around in the name of jesus boom around theaha Amayala kumatin. to kan. Amen. Lift up your right hand. Say I proclaim. Before heaven and earth. And to the elements of the heavens and the earth. That I will see the goodness of the Lord. And the vindication of the Lord. And the compensation of the Lord. This year. In the land of the living. In the land of the living. I will see the vengeance of my God on all those who devise my head and demise. I will see the vengeance of my God upon them. If you believe it, put your hands together. and give the Lord a shout. Amen.
0: We know that you were blessed by that message. And we look forward to sharing God's word with you once again. For more information on this and many other Action Chapel International products and messages, you may visit our Dominion Bookshop, located on the premises of Action Chapel, Spintex Road. Or you may call our offices on 030-701-1851. Or you may also visit us online at www.actionchapel.net. Once again, thank you for joining us today. And may your life continue to be changed in God's